Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. So, Roger, you went. Are you telling me you went live? I'm looking at this now. You went live on Facebook well, yeah. right before I got at here. Let me see this. I was here. bored. I was sitting so here waiting were... on you. I'm behind okay. the console. Right. I thought, well, on. I'll okay. just go live. And... Hold on. I want to hear this. Okay. Don't. You you're gonna play it live during the podcast? Well. Okay. Yeah, I see you there. Yeah. No, don't play okay. live because that right. won't, it, won't, it won't come through the. Well, place. I know, but I'm just you there. Okay. <laughs> I know you're technologically so. challenged, but you know it's not gonna work. It's not. Well, gonna I can hold it up to the microphone <laughs> and it would work. So, well, okay, I'll, I'll uh, look at it a little bit closer. Okay, yeah. So it's on late, my Facebook page. Later on. Okay. Yeah. So you really were bored there. Just I was, I mean, me. It's not like I was late. Just you make me. it sound like I was. You know. No, I didn't say you. Right now. I don't think I ever said that. I just said I was waiting on you, and uh, you know, which is true. But yeah. So, well, yeah. what's going on? This, this is the Fields Brothers Show podcast. I am Jeff Fields, and the other voice you may have heard is that that'd, of my brother Roger. That'd be me, Roger. And so we we enjoy doing this, and so we get together um, from time to time and just kind of talk about what's on our minds. And I lead, you know, I lead one, and then Roger, you know, he'll respond to what I'm thinking, then he'll lead one, and I respond to what he's thinking. And just kind of like we were sitting at five guys across the table and just talking about some stuff that's been on our mind lately and so um really to be able to share this this is kind of a glimpse into our world for whatever that's worth you know (laughs) i mean yeah well i mean you know it is that that little disc on the table is that a problem is that it's not supposed to be in this mixer is it okay we've gone through this before okay that's not the disc that goes okay you just put that there to mess with me no that's the big disc the little disc from the mixer goes into the big disc Okay. And that's how it goes in the computer. Okay, yeah, that yeah. does. It is kind of deja vu. Yeah. I think you have expl- okay. explained that. You just go back and before, play your so. eight track player when we're done here, okay? Well, I've got so. a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good stuff to talk about here, but before that, tell me if you've ever heard where is it here? Um have you ever heard of hagfish slime? Hagfish slime. Nope. Never have. Well, well, okay. You were Sounds in, like a Kentucky delicacy in, though. No, no, it's not, it doesn't, really, doesn't have anything to no? do with Kentucky. Oh. You are in for an education here. It's not on the menu at Cracker Barrel. There is, um, here. No? I saw this on Facebook. A friend of mine uh, lives in uh, Amarillo area. Share this. So, David, if you're listening, thanks for the podcast material. There is a, a sea creature called a hagfish. And it looks like an eel, but it's not really an eel. Or E-E-L. How do you say? How do you pronounce? Eel. 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 Is it two syllables or one syllable? Eel. One syllable. Okay, eel. Eel. Okay. Now, unless you're from like so. way down in six, <laughs> eel. If you're like from so, the so it, it, in Kentucky. It, it, it looks like an eel, but it's, it's not actually an eel. It has a skull, but no spine. But this hagfish, part of its defense, it, it emits a slime. So there's such thing as hagfish I'm assuming this is all going to go somewhere, right? I mean, well, this, don't this, don't have your expectations okay. too high my, here. Okay, we're only going a little bit. We're not going real far with all this. Right, okay, but I'm going to show you a picture here, which I realize doesn't come across yeah, real well on the podcast. Yeah, it's going to work well on the podcast, but but this this eel, its defense mechanism, it emits this slime that evidently is an incredible substance, and it expands, <laughs> and so like in a matter of a half second. The slime that it emits expands like crazy. I don't know. I guess it was maybe. I always thought we wanted this podcast to be a little bit uplifting, <laughs> yeah. but I, maybe I was wrong. I, Are you okay. saying you saying you didn't expect this when you're no, coming it's in okay. here? Okay, go ahead. But there was a wreck a couple of years ago. There was a wreck somewhere out west. There was a truckload of uh, hagfish, so H-A-G-F-I-S-H. And, and oh, thank you. I was wondering you how can, you spell exactly. You, well, it's just like it sounds. Yeah. Hagfish. Okay. Uh, so you can Google it. 
and learn learn a lot more about this. But there was a wreck, and in uh, 2017, a truck full of hagfish overturned on an Oregon highway. The animals were destined. Well, why were hagfish in a South truck? Korea. Did they sell well, these? For- let me finish, and okay. you'll find out here. All right. The hagfish were destined for South Korea where they are eaten as a delicacy. But instead, they were strewn across a stretch of Highway 101 covering the road and at least one unfortunate car in slime. So I'm going to show you this picture. Is that an incredible picture or not? Yeah, that's pretty So if you Google hagfish slime, you'll be able to see this. This car is just covered in slime. And and it's, it's like if you see in the bucket... It looks like water, but you reach in there, you can actually pull it up. Anyway, it's 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 fine. And there's it's incredibly. Anyway, I thought that okay, was kind of interesting. Okay, well so. there we go. Moving on from the hagfish slime story. <laughs> and, what else is going on? I, and uh, I, I, I have no spiritual application out of that. I you didn't know, we think so. we love analogies and all that, but I'm I'm kind of. Um, I just thought that was interesting. So I'm sure others will share my fascination with it. Okie doke. Got a quote for you here. Tell me what you think. I, I like this. And I thought I like the way. And it's from a fellow named Steve Pettit, which I've been listening to some of him. He's in, in Florida. And uh, someone had recommended him to me. And he said this, quote, no one ever put faith in Christ. No one who ever put faith in Christ lived to tell about it. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. No one who ever put faith in Christ lived to tell about it. He goes on, the person who put faith in Christ was crucified. That person ceased to be. A brand new creation came into being. That's life. Yeah, that's, an that good? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So no one who ever put faith in Christ lived to tell about it. Because when you put your faith in Christ, you're joined with him, and you're immediately, so then you're, you're crucified with him. Yeah, and that so person's the old gone. Self, the old self is gone. That's interesting. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just how important it is just that we see ourselves, excuse me, see ourselves that way. And he talks to more about the difference between agreeing with historical facts versus the hearing of faith and faith in a person. We talked a little while back about, you know, personal relationship, God being a person, not a set of facts. So this relates a little bit to that, but, but the idea that, you know, faith is not, mental or intellectual assent to a set of facts faith is trust in a person and there's a big difference in that you know with the john 1 12 to as many as received him and you know not received a group of facts and so there's or not a, agreed with a doctrine yeah right and you know the, so the holy spirit you know when jesus talks about the ministry of the holy spirit you know the, the spirit will come and he's going to reveal a whole bunch of facts to you is that what he said? No. Reveal him. Yeah. Reveal me. He will, yeah. he will teach you about me. So we didn't come to reveal facts. And the fact that we're not we're not saved by facts, you know, to as many as received him. Or John 3, 16, you know, familiar verse, for God so loved the world that whosoever believed in him, not believe a doctrine or whatever, mm-hmm. or yeah. in a Lazarus tomb, Jesus speaking to Mary and Martha, that, um, you know, he who believes in me. Talked there. And so... And the idea that, you know, John 10, 10, familiar verse, I came that you might have more facts, or I came yeah. that you might have the right doctrine, or I came that you might sin less. No, what's he say? I came that you might have life. Yeah. Might have life. Well, life that's, come, that's, one of our, that's one of my favorite phrases, that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good, but to make yeah. dead people alive. And so, we're, you know, we're not saved by facts. Another thing, I thought that was just, you know, a good reminder that that is faith in a person, that we are trusting a person. I'm, I'm not trusting in my ability to remember you know, that, that's where I think, I think for a lot of years, you know, I wouldn't have said it that way, but I think I was, we tend to think that our, our spiritual progress is based on how good a memory we have. 
I've got to remember this and this and this. I've got to remember this fact. I've got to remember this doctrine. I've got to, you know, we just look to the person, you know, looking unto Jesus, you know, the author and finisher of our faith. So we're trusting in a person, not in, in a right, can, can, so. can I give you an illustration? That yeah. I think my saving this, but I, I, <clears throat> I think this is the clearest way that I know how. I think this ties into what you're saying. You can tell me. But the, the clearest way that I know how to explain or illustrate the difference between faith in Jesus or faith in what he's accomplished and religion. You know, we're always trying to make the distinction. I mean, there's a between uh, faith or grace, we would say, and religion. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Galatians, the book of Galatians is about that, and we've talked about that extensively. But I have an illustration for it. If you put your hands out, and I'm doing this right now, like you're showing somebody how big a fish you caught. Like, say you say you're trying to tell somebody you caught a fish like about a, ha- a foot, like a, like a hagfish or yeah, something. Yeah, like a hagfish, <laughs> about about a foot long. So you have your palms facing in. Uh-huh. Okay. Your left hand, will say, represents all Jesus is and what he's done for you. Okay, mm-hmm. Your right hand illustrates that's the place where God completely accepts you, forgives you, redeems you. You're right with him. He's pleased with you. Everything's absolutely perfect between you and God. That's your right hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, Now, the gap in the middle of your hands between your palms, that's what you have to do to get from what Jesus has done for you all the way to what where God accepts you as you are, accepts you, forgives you, redeems you. So religion says right. it's up to us to so, fill in that gap. So religion is the gap, mm-hmm. okay? Now, we would say you put your hands all the way together, there is no gap. Mm-hmm. See, to me, that's the gospel of grace. There's no gap between what Jesus has done for you and God's acceptance of you. We, we believe in Jesus. We trust him. There's no gap. And religion, which the gap is where all the bad stuff happens. I believe that's where the devil operates. I believe that's where people get hateful. It's all in the gap between what you believe Jesus has done for you and what it takes to be fully accepted by God. I I don't remember ever not knowing that Jesus died for me or that he mm-hmm. resurrected, died for my sins. I mean, I had that hand up. I mean, I believe that those facts, but I I didn't trust him as a person. And then I had I felt like there was a big gap. And the thing about the gap is the gap never stays the same. A gap a lot of, for a lot of people starts off very small. Well, you know, you, you believe in Jesus, you put your faith in him, you're saved by grace, there's a small gap, and then the gap gets bigger. Yeah. You find out there's more stuff you gotta do, and all of a sudden there's a huge gap. Okay. I tell you, a common and I remember feeling this way, and I, I bet you did as well, and I've talked to other people. A common feeling for those who are trying to go about this in a religious way is after years and years and years you feel farther away from God than you did earlier. Yeah. You feel like you're farther behind yeah. than when you started. Yeah. And so that's that's what you're saying there. And you get these, there again, these these dysfunctional Christian phrases. One of them is just, you know, if if you don't feel as close to God as you used to, guess who moved? <laughs> yeah. So the idea being that because of your, you know, attitude, sin or whatever, you've moved away from God. If you're in Christ, you're in Christ, whether you feel like it or not. I mean, there's no gap. If you believe the good news, you know, the good news is there's no gap. Mm-hmm. That Jesus paid the full price. We believe in the finished work of Christ. You are complete in him. You're complete in him. There is no gap. Now, anything you do, you do because God works through you. Jesus works through you, in you. Um, there are things that you do that in conjunction with Christ living through you and in, in, in you. But there, but it's not to fill the gap. The, okay. There is no yep. gap. That brings up one thing I was going to talk about is that – I had a conversation a while back with someone. I was trying to explain the new covenant and that type of thing, and and he was saying that, you know, he saw no difference between like the 
the Sermon on the Mount, the directives in the Sermon on the Mount, and the directives of the Apostle Paul in Romans 12. And so in his mind, oh. it's pretty much the same. Oh. You, know, he, he, you know, Paul's saying, and, and there are a lot of similarities, too. I mean, in terms of, if you just look at the phrases, you know, there are some similarities there about well, not repaying evil for evil and, and vengeance is mine and, you know, the things about turn the other cheek. And so, and that's just one example. There's but, a lot but of there, differences, but, there, too, but, but okay. there are a lot of people just, forget that, for example, you know, All forget right. the Sermon on the Mount, just the All idea right. that, okay, the Old Testament has a lot of commands. Well, the New Testament, you know, after the cross, you know, there's a lot of directives, oh, a lot yeah, of commands there. there. Are. Yeah, oh, so yeah, the there question are. is, what's the difference there? I mean, I've got some thoughts on it, but what, I, I, what would you say The difference is the, the instructions that, that Paul gives the church or Peter or John give the church after the cross are directives about how to get along, but they're not directives about how to uh, please God or, mm-hmm. or get your salvation or be, get in God's family. These are directives on just how to conduct life now that you have a new identity, yeah. now that you are a new person. Now that you are in Christ, how do you function? And there are drugs. It's the same. It's the same with our kids. You know, you can tell your kids, you know, hey, you need to, you know, you need to do your homework. That doesn't mean that if you don't do your homework, you're out of the family. Yeah. You know, you're secure in the family. But yeah, there are directives. There are directives on how we should treat each other and conduct our lives. There's no question about that. There, we have we have a chapter in our book, uh, Breaking the Hex, Life with God After yeah. the Cross Killed Religion, available on Amazon. But we wrote a chapter in there, kind of specific for this, yeah. called uh, Good Works Are Not Bad. Yeah. And I remember there, I think the two key differences is where does it come from and where is it going? Yeah. So in the Old Testament, the works came from you know, a command, and they always had a consequence. Yep. You know, do this or else, you know, and so it's, if you do this, you'll be blessed. If you don't do this, you'll be cursed. And so that it was headed in order to get God's blessings. Whereas in the new covenant, these directives are, we do these as a result of God's blessings yeah. in our life. And there's not a curse that's waiting to be had if we don't do them. Right. You know, there's right. not a penalty for it. There's right. not a punishment waiting for us right. like there was in the Old Testament right. with that. So Jesus has already been judged for <clears throat> us, so there's no judgment coming. But listen, life is about activity. I mean, I don't ever want to give people the impression that because you're in Christ, you're saved by grace, you paid the full price. That means life is no, now is just kind of where you're comatose going through life. You're active in the things that God does through you. Um, I mean, I'm active in the things I do. I run a wedding farm. I'm very active in that. We do a podcast. I'm a realtor. I do all kinds of things all day long. I don't sit on the couch and say, well, I'm resting in Christ. You know, you <laughs> You rest in relation to your, or um, from, I guess, from the perspective of your relation with God, you rest in that. You rest mm-hmm. knowing that is secure and established, but you still move. We still live in this world. Yeah, Paul said he worked harder than any of them, but yet not I, the grace of God in me. Yeah, and that's so right. It's, great scripture for that. So with that. Or the work at your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Right. So there is a huge difference between that. One verse, I'm not sure I ever noticed this before. A friend of mine, I think, shared it on Facebook. And uh, you'll like this, John 17, so the, the you know Jesus prayer in the upper room. So verse 6, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I don't think I'd really noticed that before. So in the upper room prayer, John 17, Jesus tells the Father, these disciples, talking about the disciples, and they have kept your word, Jesus tells the Father. Well, how did they keep the Father's word? Did they do everything in the Sermon on the Mount? Did they? No. So they, but he said, you know, so he tells the father, they have kept your word. So how did they keep the father's word? Kept their faith in Jesus. They believed in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just believed 
who he was. So that's just another reminder, kind of like the John six twenty nine thing. This is the work of God to believe in the one whom he has sent. And so, you know, that is, that is the work to do is to believe in Jesus with that. The, um, thought of this little analogy too. I think you'll like this. It's not anything real dramatic, but I'm not really into art and things like that, but I've, uh, you knew that already, huh? But are you saying you're somewhat maybe left brain tilted, Jeff? Is that, what you're is that what that means? I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. But you heard about the importance of a frame that they talk about. If you're you're on your phone, why are you? I get the idea. I'm, you're, look, you're I'm looking up a scripture, here. Jeff. I'm are you looking up hagfish or no? I'm looking okay. up a scripture okay, okay. that I would like to share on the podcast, <laughs> but I want to quote it accurately. Okay. So is that okay if I yes, look it? Okay. But I'm listening to okay. you. Okay. But the idea is so on a picture. You know, haven't you heard the frame is important? That you know you have to have an important frame to bring out, to put the focus on the picture. Have you heard that? You have heard that, right? I've heard that. Okay. So the idea, now, you know, I don't know one frame from another, but I thought the the framework, you know, this whole thing of Old Covenant, New Covenant, that is so important, I think is the framework that brings light to the picture of the Lord Jesus Christ in Scripture. That So if you, if you picture, if you think of Jesus, the, you know, Scripture as a picture of Jesus, if you don't see that in the framework of there was an old covenant and there's a new covenant and the divide is the cross, then the picture is going to be fuzzy. Or you can also talk about putting it in focused things like that. And it is amazing how we can know these scriptures, but they come to an entirely different light when we see the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant, between before the cross and after the cross. And it's, it made me think a little bit. You mentioned one of our other podcasts not long ago about that verse in Matthew 15 about, you know, you've um, nullify the word of God for the sake of your traditions. Mm-hmm. And yep. what I've thought of since then is traditions, or you know, I always thought of traditions as, as outward actions, you know, things that we do or practices or okay. ceremonies and things like that. All and right. that would be true. But I think it's also just mindset, you know, traditions of what a mindset a, 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 a thinking yeah mindset. A mindset a thinking that and so that we have a traditional way of thinking that and that traditional way of thinking many times you know the whole sermon on the mount this is actually from what i was listening to steve pettit you know that that phrase repeated in the sermon on the mount you have heard that it was said but i say it to you mm-hmm. i think that is so relevant even today that and that gets back to the hearing of faith that we hear the voice of christ that christ himself reveals himself to us through the holy spirit you have heard that it was said, and so many of us, for for so many people, our Christian experience is all based on what other people have said, and there's benefit from that. We learn mm-hmm. from others. That's I mean, obviously, we're doing a podcast. We hope others learn from this, but that never takes the place of hearing the hearing of faith, of of God's Spirit speaking to us, revealing Christ to us, and so rather than you have heard that it's said, but I say unto you, you know, that it is exciting when the Spirit of God reveals something fresh directly to us. And so, I mean, I would just encourage anyone to, you know, don't undersell the power of the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. You know, if you have a question of something, ask the Spirit. You know, what's the Scripture mean? Or show me Christ in this. And I think we'd be amazed at sometimes of what we can learn through that. Did you yeah. find the Scripture you're yeah. looking for? Yeah, I do. And, you know, we have, I've had a lot of discussions lately about just what the word, word means in mm-hmm. the Bible. You know, we've talked about the fact, you know, Jesus is the word. But it's even, I think, it's, Jesus and the good news of what he's done. I think it's even more specific even than just Jesus. Let me, I'm going to yeah. give a scripture. This is in First Peter in chapter 1. It says, Since you were born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living, abiding word of God. Okay? So there again, I used to think, well, okay, we're born again because of the Bible. Well, that makes kind of no sense. 
Um, it says, all flesh is like grass. But if you think of it as, as Jesus and what he's done for us, so who watch this. All flesh is like grass. It's flowers like, it, it, glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Okay? Then here you go. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Yeah. So the word, I believe, you know, it's, I believe the word became flesh, the word is Jesus, but even specifically, I think it's really about what Jesus has done for us. And when it talks about when you do the word, you're really just receiving, accepting the truth of what Jesus has accomplished for us in totality. Yeah. And so it's back to a person yeah. of who he is and what he has done. One, uh, one other thought I want to kind of bring this to a close here. Um, I've, I've recently learned of two situations of friends that have discovered family members. In one case, they didn't even know they had through, you know, ancestry.com and through these things where you can, and you did one of those or somewhere you feel it. And, but there's a lot of people. A lot of the that, DNA that, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, or, okay. you know, but there's a lot of, like one, we have friends of ours that um, lived in Stanton. We knew real well there and they since moved to North Carolina. But they recently, um, their son recently learned of a daughter, a grown daughter that he never knew he had. And that daughter has a little boy. Mm. And so he has a, both a daughter and a grandson that he never knew he had. And it's a beautiful story. I mean, mm-hmm. they got together and they're all just elated. So these Where friends, do people find the story if they wanted to read it? Is there a way? That uh, it was on Facebook, just their personal okay. thing right. on Facebook. But, um, that, so it's, you know, it's public out there on that, but so it wasn't like it's a secret or anything, but, um, so these friends of ours have a new, um, oh, so they're friends, the people new, that you know, they're friends of yours on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not just yeah. a story that came through Facebook. Correct. Oh, yeah, the friends of ours, sorry, just a couple weeks ago, two yeah. or three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, so I'm these friends it. of ours have a granddaughter and a great-grandson <laughs> that they never knew existed before. Then another, uh, someone that I know through through work, I, I knew she was adopted and, and recently shared about when, you know, through this, learned of, that there was a half brother out there and learned the father and, and met her father for the first time just two or three years ago, mm-hmm. you know, in her twenties and all that. But what, and we've heard these stories before of like siblings that have been separated all their life. And then they, they meet for the first time when they're in their sixties or something like that. But it's just amazing. The family connection that you almost, that almost always comes from these things. It's really beautiful thing of how close they feel, even though these people have never met before. Mm-hmm. And in some cases didn't even know the other existed, right. but they instantly feel a connection and instantly feel a bond because they know they are part of the same family. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, we, we throw around the phrase child of God and God's my father and all that, but boy, it's something else to really know God as father. And in the, the book and the movie, the shack, one of my favorite lines in that, when Mac first comes into the shack and he, he meets the Papa figure there for the first time. And he's, you know, he's doesn't know where he is, doesn't know what's going on. And he's talking to the Papa, the, the person playing Papa, and Papa seems to know him, but but he doesn't. And so he Max says, do I know you? I don't know if you remember this line or not. He says, do I know you? And Papa said, a little smirk, says, well, not very well, but we're going to work on that. <laughs> that. That is just a beautiful line because I think, you know, I think that could be repeated that, you know, you know, we could ask our Heavenly Father, a person could ask, you know, do I know you? Well, not very well, but we're going to work on that. And so he reveals us to that. And then also says our connection to one another in the body of Christ, that when we see other believers, we share the same father. So that faith in Christ is not just having to do with who we are in him and as a father, it has everything to do with who we are in connection to one another as well. 
You know, Jeff, we never mentioned the fact that we have a Facebook page. We rarely uh, mention that, or brothers. email address. It's been yeah. forever since we mentioned our email yeah, addresses. Email, so uh, Jeff, Jeff at com or Roger at thefieldsbrothers.com if you want to send us an email. And we are in both of us on Facebook individually and also as the Fields Brothers. So thefieldsbrothersshow.com, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the, yes, yes, it is, Jeff. Okay. The Fields Brothers Show is the name of our Facebook page. Okay, so, okay. I believe you. I won't <laughs> argue with that. So. Yeah, check it out. Thanks for listening.